this time we're going to be talking about Kava and I'm going to be reading my flashcards about Kava. In between questions, I will use the word next. First question. Kava can be made by traditional method and tank method. True or false? It is false. Kava can only be made using the traditional method. Next. Kava can be made from grapes from a number of different unconnected areas. True or false? True. Next. Name the three main local grapes for the production of Kava. You will have Macabeo, Charello, and Parellada. Chardonnay is also being used lately. But the three main ones, Macabeo, Charello, and Parellada. Next. More than 95% of grapes grown for Cava and Cava produced are within Penedes in Catalonia. True or false? It's true. So when you think of Cava, you at least need to think about Penedes. Okay? Penedes produces and has most of the grapes that are made in cava, 95% of it. It is true. Which are the three most important areas for cava production? You'll have Penedes, like we just saw, and it's the most important one, but you will also have Lleida and Tarragona. Next, the Penedes region is the main area of produ the production of cava. Most vineyards are about 200 to 300 meters above sea level, and then a small part are up to 7 to 800 meters above sea level. What are the main differences between those two areas? Between the areas of 200-300 meters above sea level and the small parts of 7 to 800 meters sea level. What are the main differences between those two areas? At basically at higher altitudes, you will have the summer nights can be distinctively chilly, which will produce grapes with more intense flavors and higher acidity than the grapes grown at more typical and lower altitudes. The soils also vary from alluvial and clay in the lower down to stony clay and granite subsoil higher up. All soils types are relat relatively poor in nutrients, with adequate drainage and water retention, making them suitable for viticulture. There is a lot of blending opportunities available to producers, making this prime location for cava production. Okay, Penedes, it's amazing, amazing for cava production. You can the grapes that you get at two, three hundred above sea level are different than seven, eight hundred. So it's a good location to produce cava. So that's the main two differences between higher and lower, which is quite obvious. Higher in the higher altitudes, you're gonna have more acidity, and lower altitude than, than at lower altitudes and then on the lower altitudes it's going to be more easygoing less acidic next what is the climate in penedes 
it is predominantly Mediterranean. But again, remember, it's going to be different from the two, three hundred meter location to the seven, eight hundred meter above sea level area. So higher up, it will get chilly nights in the summer, obviously. Next, in Leida, the land is flat most of the time. True or false? It is false. The land in the province of Leida rises up into the mountains, including both slopes and high plains. So you will have a range of a big range up to from 100 meters above sea level all the way to 700 meters above sea level. Next, what is the climate in Leida? It is Mediterranean at lower levels with an increasing continental influence at higher altitude. So again, kind of like in Penedès, the lower you are, the more Mediterranean feeling you're going to have, the higher you go, the more continental is going to be. Next, how do wines from Leida differ, differ from each other? depending on where the vineyard is located. So, in general, wines have riper fruit flavor from grapes grown lower down and have a fresher flavor and higher acidity from grapes grown at higher altitude. Pretty much the same like in Penedès. Pretty much the same like anywhere in the world. Higher in altitude, you're going to have higher acidity and fresher flavors. Down, riper fruits slightly lower in acidity. Next, which area, which area slash grapes will a good long-aged cava be made from? So the good cavas, the one that age well, are Maccabeo-based from the higher locations of Penedes. So the higher hill, uh, hills of Penedes Maccabeo-based wines are the best covers you find. Next, describe the grape-growing areas in Tarragona. It is mainly low-lying or undulating hills with a Mediterranean climate. Next, what kind of wines would you find in Tarragona? So remember, mainly low-lying or undulating hills with Mediterranean climates. So what kind of wines will you find in Tarragona? Actually, quite simple. Quite simple wines, Maccabeo based again, but more for early drinking. So higher up in the hills of Penedès, Maccabeo based for premium stuff. Lower in Tarragona, easy drinking, Maccabeo based. Next, within Tarragona, there is the Conca de Barbera area. Why is this area important? Because it is the home of the grape Trepa, which is a black grape variety that is increasingly valued for Cava Rosado. Next, how are the grape growing areas, climate and wines in general in Tarragona? Again, Grape growing areas are mainly low-lying or undulating hills with Mediterranean climate. The wines are quite simple, Maccabeo-based dominated for early drinking wines. 
And then again, within the province, you will have Conca de Barbera area, which is the home of Trepa, Black Grip variety, which is increasingly valued for Rosado. Next, besides the three main regions for Cava, Penedes, Leida, and Tarragona, which fourth is worth mentioning? Rioja, where the Cantabrian mountains protect the region from excessive rainfall coming from the Atlantic. So Rioja is the number fourth player for Cava. What are the grape varieties used for Cava in Rioja? Maccabeo and Chardonnay only. If you have a Rioja that comes from, if you have a Cava, sorry, that comes from the Rioja area, it will either be made from Maccabeo or from Chardonnay. Next, what's the percentage of vineyards that are registered for Cava production planted with Maccabeo? So, of all the vineyards that are registered for Cava production, how much of it is planted with Maccabeo? 36%. So 36% over a third of the vineyards that are planted for Cava are planted with Maccabeo. Next, at which altitude is Maccabeo usually planted at? Maccabeo is usually planted between 100 to 300 meters above sea level, but it is planted higher in Rioja and Lleida. Next, how is Maccabeo from a viticulture and flavor standpoint? So it is late budding, so it makes it less prone to spring frosts. It is picked first of the local varieties and is high yielding. It is susceptible to botrytis bunch rot and bacterial slight which is a serious disease associated with warm, moist conditions, which reduces yields and for which there is no cure. And finally, it is light of intensity of apple and lemon aromas and flavors. Next, of the whole vineyard registered for cover production, what percentage of it is planted with Charello? 26%. So 26% of the whole vineyards that are registered for cava production are planted with Charello. So 36% for Maccabeo, 26% for Charello. Next, at which altitude is Charello usually planted? Charello is usually planted at sea level and up to as high as 400 meters. Next, how is Charello from a viticulture flavor standpoint? So Charello, first of all, is in the indigenous to Catalonia. It is mid budding, therefore prone to frosts in some years, and it's mid ripening. It is susceptible to powdery and downy mildew, but otherwise has a good disease resistance. It gives green gauge and gooseberry notes, has some horrible notes, mostly of fennel, that sets it apart from the other varieties that can become earthy when fruit is overripe. 
it has a reasonable affinity with oak. Next, what is the percentage of the vineyard planted registered? Uh, sorry, what is the percentage of the vineyard registered planted with parellada? 21%. So basically, of the whole vineyards for cava production, you got 36% of it planted with Macabeo, 26% with Charello, and then 21% with Parellada. Next, at which altitude is Parellada usually planted at? So, Parellada is typically planted in higher sites, at about 500 meters. Okay, so think of it as Parellada is the one that is usually planted at the higher sites of the three of them. And then Charello and, um, and then Charello and Macabeo. Sorry, I'm going through the flashcard so I can give you a number as well. So Macabeo is usually 100 to 300 meters above sea level. Charello is usually at sea, at sea level, but can go up as up as 400 meters, while then uh, Parellada is at about 500 meters above sea level. So it's on the higher sides. Next, how is Parellada from a viticulture and flavor standpoint? Also indigenous to Catalonia, it has the lowest yield and the lowest alcohol of the three of them. It is the latest to ripen of the three of them. It needs to be planted at altitude to give it a long ripening season to reach phenolic maturity without excessive potential alcohol. It is early budding, which makes it prone to spring frosts and susceptible to powdery mildew. It adds notes of flowers and finesse to a wine. Next. What is the percentage of vineyards registered for cava production planted with Chardonnay? 9%. So not a lot compared to the other grape varieties, but it's still an amount that you should consider the grape variety somehow important for the region. How is Chardonnay from a viticulture flavor standpoint for cava? It adds body, richness and finesse. The, cho the choice of a clone and rootstock are vital for balanced ripeness because otherwise it would ripen too quickly and accumulate too much potential alcohol. So did you notice the difference here from Chardonnay in Cava and Chardonnay in Champagne? So Chardonnay in Champagne will add acidity while Pinot Noir gives body and here in Cava Chardonnay actually adds body and richness and finesse. And you have to be careful with the clone and the rootstock you choose because otherwise it, would, it will ripen too quickly. Next, what are the pros and cons of Garnacha Tinta for Cava Rosado? So it is used less and less because of its tendency to oxidize but it contributes ripe and fruit and uh, ripe red fruit and some spicy notes. Next, what is the role of trepat in Cava Rosado? To give strawberry flavors and a high acidity. 
Next, how is Pinot Noir used for Cava Rosado? It is both used for blends and single variety, but it often used for Blonde Noir in wines. Next, Monastrel is allowed in the production of Cava, but is little used. True or false? It is true. So you might see some Cavas with some Monastrel, but it's not very mainstream. Next, talk about Tempranillo in Rioja for Cava production. Tempranillo is not allowed for cover production. You cannot use Tempranillo to produce cover in the Rioja region. Next, what are the yields and density of plantings for cava? So the maximum yields are 12,000 kilos per hectare and the density is low to moderate planting density, which is about 1,500 to 3,500 vines per hectare. Next, irrigation is permitted or not for cover production. It is permitted, but is strictly controlled. It's only used to relieve hydric stress and to protect the future viability of the vineyard. The yields may not be increased by irrigation. Next, for cava, rootstocks are chosen for tolerance to lime and to control vigor. Which grape tends to grow excessive shoots and leaves and produce little fruit if planted on the wrong rootstock? Macabeo. Next, Catalonia gets mists, so what are the main issues and what can growers do to prevent them? So the main issue, for example, would be downy and powdery mildew. And what you could do to prevent is the vines are treated with copper and sulfur, removing the leaves from the north side of the row to aid with air circulation. And grape vine moth is an issue with some producers treating it using a sexual confusing technique. Next, how is the harvest date chosen for cava? They test for sugar levels, acidity and pH. As other sparkling wines, full phenolic ripeness is not usually needed. Low potential alcohol and appropriate acidity are the most important criteria. Testing for gluconic acid values, which is an indicator of botrytis infection, is becoming common. Next, for cover production, it is allowed to mechanically harvest. True or false? It is true although 90% of them hand harvest. But it's still amazing that for cover you must do traditional method and they, can st and they still allow mechanical harvest. But even though 90% of them hand harvest, but it is allowed. Next, in hand harvest for cover, 
What's the difference of the crates the grapes are transported in? So the crates where you, where you transport the grapes when you hand harvest, what are the difference of the sizes of the crates? So for the basic fruit for cava, usually the crates are of 25 kilos and for the premium fruit are usually about 10 kilos so that there's less natural crushing of the weight of from the weight of the grapes. Next, can cava rosado also be by blending still white wine and red wine like in champagne? No. Cava rosado must be by skin contact and at least 25% of the grapes must be black. So if you see a Cava Rosado, it was by skin maceration and at least 25% of the grapes were black grapes. Next, what are the yields for Cava? The yields for Cava are 80 hectoliters per hectare with one hectoliter of must from 150 kilos of grape. Next, in Cava, the wines are typically from fruit of one season, whether they have marketed as a vintage or a non-vintage. True or false? It is true. Once again, Cava, also a region that they don't use reserved wines. They use the wine of one vintage, no matter if they actually label the vintage or not. Next, historically, Wines were disgorged by hand, but cava producers, in line with the large volumes produced, were the early adopters of the Giro palette on an industrial scale. True or false? It is true. Cava producers were the pioneers, or early adopters, let's say, of the Giro palette. Next, what is the process of degorgement Sorry, the process of disgorgement, disgorgement has been made even faster for Kava. How? How has Kava made the process of disgorgement faster? By a combination of yeast strain selection and the use of bottles with a smooth glass on the inside surface to speed up flocculation. And in addition, an automated rotating drum has been developed to replace the Giro palette. So now the entire disgorgement process can take as little as 80 minutes. That's huge. Remember in the general winemaking, I, I, I said that um, manual riddling would take up to eight weeks. And Giro palettes usually four or five days, three, four, five days. And now with this process, with uh, the rotating drums, it can be as little as 80 minutes in Cava. Next, what's the most common style of Cava and what's the usual dosage level? So the most common example of Cava is Brut and it will be around eight to nine grams per liter. So we saw that the window of 8, 9 or 8, 10 grams per liter is a window that is widely used. So Cava Brut 8 to 9 usually. Next, there are three main categories for Cava. Explain them. 
So the three categories are Cava, Cava Reserva, and Cava Gran Reserva. Let's start with Cava. Cava has a minimum nine months of aging on the lees, and the primary fruit is the main feature. Cava Reserva has a minimum of 15 months of aging, and here you start to feel more of an autolytic note. Cava Gran Reserva, minimum 30 months of aging on lees. And here the autolytic notes are more dominant and with a very pronounced toasty, smoky, autolytic character and is sold for premium and super premium wines. Next, who are the four separate registers that the Consejo Regulador del Cava administers? You have the growers, you have the producers of the base wine, you have the storekeepers of the base wine, and then you have the cava producers, which cava producers are very common to figure in the four registers. So the cava producers, sometimes they both grow, produce the wine, store the wine, and then produce the cava. Next, there is a good deal of cross flow between all four identities. Uh, uh, sorry. There is a good deal of cross-flow between all four entities registered and across all geographical regions. Give an example. So it is legal and actually quite common for grapes grown in Tarragona to be turned into base wine there, but then it, it is transported up to the Barcelona region to be turned into cava. So as long as all movements are appropriately um, done and all the legal parameters are met, it is actually legal and quite common to do this. Next, what are the main differences in the style of Cava and Cava Reserva versus Cava Gran Reserva and Cava Paraje Calificado? What are the main differences of style? So Cava and Cava Reserva can be made in a range of style of sweetness, while a Gran Reserva and a Paraje Calificado must be under 12 grams per liter. So it will always be either Brut, Extra Brut or Brut Nature, if it's a Gran Reserva or Paraje Calificado, while the Cava and the Cava Reserva can be made in a range style of sweetness scales. Next, cover production is notable for a huge scale of the biggest companies. How much do Freshenet and Codorniu, sorry, Codorniu, of all finished cava? So Freshenet, Codorniu, biggest companies, how much of the whole finished cava they produce? 75% of all cava produced. 75% of all Cava bottles you see in the market are made by the two largest companies, Freshenet and Codorniu. Next, what are the requirements for Cava Paraje Calificado? So, the must be made, sorry, it must be made from the grapes of one single state owned by the producer of the wine. Vines must be at least 10 years old. 
the maximum production yields of eight they have a maximum production yields of eight thousand kilos of grapes per hectare and 48 hectoliters per hectare after pressing this is considerably down from the regular cava regular cava was 12,000 kilos per hectare and it was 80 hectoliters per hectare while here cali um, cava para recalificado 8,000 kilos of grapes per hectare 48 hectoliters per hectare after pressing the wine can't be acidified as the other cavas can and the finished wine must be aged at the state for a minimum of 30 months and must be brute or lower in sweetness so if you ever see a cava para qualificado, that's some good stuff there next what is the corpinat group so the Corpinot group is it's a number of high quality producers that left the Cava denomination in 2018. Um, sorry, 2019 and founded the legally recognized group Corpinat. This commits members to making sparkling wines by traditional method with 100% organic grapes. They have to be grown in Penedès hand harvested and vinified entirely on the premises of the winery 90 percent of the grapes used must be approved by local varieties okay 90 percent of the grapes used must be approved local varieties Three categories of minimum aging on the lease, 18 months, 30 months, and 60 months. So these were the guys that were like, hey, it's unfair that you can actually grow grapes in one place, send it somewhere else. No, we're going to create a group. Everyone grows their own grapes, make their own wines. They have to be organic. Next, what is classic Penedes? Classic Penedès is for sparkling wines made from certified organic grapes grown in the, in the denomination of Penedès. The wine must be made by traditional method with minimum 15 months on lease. The strap line was, to, was making the denomination of Penedès the first appellation in the world to offer a category of premium sparkling wines that are 100% organic. So you can already see the mess that Catalonia is. You have the Corpinat group that create their own little area also within Penedès and then you have classic Penedès they want to make their own rules. Next what is Espumoso de Calidad de Rioja? It's a new category implemented in 2019 for sparkling wines from Rioja. Must be hand harvested and traditional method. There are three tiers. You have Crianza, Reserva and Gran Añada. Crianza, 15 months on lease. Reserva, 24 months on lease. Gran Añada, 36 months on lease. Now the last two questions. How much of total cava is sold naturally versus exported? 
So one third of the kava is sold nationally while two third is exported. So kava exports a big chunk of the wines. And the last question, of all kava sold, how much of it is basic kava? So basic, mainstream, entry-level base kava. How much of the whole kava that is, that is sold, how much of it is basic kava? 88%. 88% of all kavas sold are basic kava. So the premium end, it's still a small fraction of the sales.